views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. I want to welcome you. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. And I am having so much fun. I cannot even believe it. OMG. What a super, super day it is. Mr. Benny. How are you, Mr. B? Doing great. How are you? Yeah, I'm pretty good. It's a little bittersweet kind of day. Why is that? Uh, Linda's going back to New Jersey. Aww. I know. I know. It's well, sad. You know, maybe she should just sell everything and move back the other direction. I am going to take what you just said, <laughs> and we're going to – Jessica, we're listening to the show. I'm going to take that clip, and I'm going to send it to her because I'm right on the same page as you, Mr. Ben. What you Thank should you do – what you sh- my mind. Yeah, what you should do is kind of confiscate her phone and then have that as her ringer. And then don't tell her how to change it. And so then every oh, time, she, yeah, until okay. she moves back. See, see, what, see where I'm going with that? I, I love it. All right. I love it. We can get her a whole, like, what do they call it? Ringtone. Exactly. Ringtone. Knowing her, it. though, she'd probably just, like, throw it away or sell it and get a new phone. <laughs> so yeah. she wouldn't have to listen to it again. By the way, this is how uh, old school Linda is. She has a flip phone. There's nothing just wrong with a flip phone. I had a flip phone forever. I, I know. You say I that know. three times fast. I had a flip phone forever. Okay. And, you know, there's something to be said about them. It's you know, okay. my, <laughs> my big whatever this note is, this Samsung note thing, I love it because I can see it. But I'll tell you, I got to go to the gym just to just to text on it. It's so heavy. <laughs> oh, right. I, they are yeah. getting a little. It's funny how phones have gone now the opposite yeah. direction of being yeah. small and convenient now bigger and bigger. Of course, you know, with technology, they're trying to cram more into user friendly items. That's it, because pretty soon you're not going to need anything but a cell phone. It'll be in our oh. head. Oh, then you can get rid of the tablet. I can get rid of my big, big, fat 17-inch laptop, which I'll never get rid of. We got a great show, Benny. You know, this we're just going to keep rolling with this. I love this. The Questionable Parent, co-host Glenna Rice joining me here today. What a great show coming up for this holiday season. Yes, my child sees ghosts. What should I do? And there is something for you to do. There's also a whole bunch of things for you not to do. So does your child or grandchild, whatever, see entities, have imaginary friends? What if it wasn't scary? We're going to talk about some tips for talking with your child about their gifts of awareness. I love this. Gifts of awareness, because that is so super important. Glenna is a regular on the show. For those of you out there, we love, love, love what she does. Single mother of three, physical therapist, certified access facilitator, and access body class facilitator. And those classes are coming to 
the Pacific Northwest in January. Yay, we're going to tell you all about that. Today, she joins us as someone that not only talks about some of the things that, you know, go on with us as parents, go on with children, but more importantly, her work spans beyond all of that. So we can discover new ways of stepping into our awareness. You know, the questions that we ask ourselves that don't serve us. What are some of the questions that do serve us? How do we come to that place where awareness isn't something that somebody else does, but that we live and breathe and in every moment and every step we take? What is it about, you know, her vision and mission to facilitate as much consciousness and awareness in people's lives so that folks can live and be in the reality of what they choose and how to choose something different and create with more ease, more joy? And glory on this planet. But the children, 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 what do they know? What do they do? What is it that we do not do to invite them to step forward in this place of beauty, expansiveness, joy, ease? And what the heck might we learn from them? Glenna, welcome to the show. Hi, Dr. Pat. Thanks for having me on. Oh, scary show. (laughs) Scary show. Ooh, yeah. We need some (laughs) Ghostbuster music or something playing. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Ghostbuster music. I want to ask you about the topic. I love the topic, by the way, because, you know, I have personal experience with this. But, you know, I love that you picked this topic. It must be in your level of awareness to talk about it. And so before we just jump into some specifics, I want to ask you about this topic and why this is so important to get this message out there about how we treat our, our kids when it comes to what they see. Yeah, great question. Um, well, kids often see entities or have, are aware of energies or have imaginary friends. I think most kids have something like that in their life. I know I had imaginary friends when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And so often parents don't really know how to deal with it. To not, And you don't want to disempower your children from what they know, and you don't want to instill fear of the unknown into their universe because that can block their own awarenesses. And my target is to empower people to know that they know, and this is one area, very young in our lives, we often get disempowered, that we don't know what we know, that the entity or the ghost or whatever the energy is that you're aware of as a child isn't real, or someone doesn't believe you, and you become aware of the energy of them not believing you, and you stop your own awareness with that. And if you can empower your children to know that they know and um, ask them what they know and not shut them down, they're going to have access to that, the to their awareness, not just in this area, but in the awareness of anything around them mm-hmm. as they go mm-hmm. on. It's just a place to not stop their awareness. Yeah, and, you know, what's interesting you know, is, you know, don't we don't we jump in at times, Glenna, when we have an emotional reaction to the item? You know, it triggers something yeah. in us, doesn't it? I mean, you know, mm-hmm. if, if we're somebody, look, if I'm walking around in my life and I grew up seeing ghosts all my life and my child walks up and says, you know, mommy, I have seen a ghost. I'm like, oh, honey, how wonderful that is because I've seen it. But most of us yeah. don't walk in that world. You know, and as parents, yeah. our fear drives us to do some silly things, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And most people have so much fear around this area. Mm-hmm. And so much of it, and fear I've talked about on a lot of calls about it's a distractor implant. It's, it's a distraction from what you actually know. So fear is usually in place in an area that you actually know a lot. I know when I was um, younger or before I started doing, you know, found access work and got these tools for 
expanding my awareness, I was terrified of this area. I mean, I couldn't watch a scary movie for anything. I remember watching The Sixth Sense and not being able to go out in the dark for almost two weeks afterwards uh, alone. I mean, it was intense for me. And after I started, you know, did some of the workshops, there's a wonderful woman, Shannon O'Hara, in Access, who does a lot of work on entities and did her some of her classes, I started to become aware that I actually had had a lot of awareness my whole life that had been shut down, that I'd shut down, or, you know, this reality shuts down around this. And what went away was the fear, all of the fear. And I did start seeing ghosts or perceiving them. I actually don't see them with my eyes, but I have an awareness of entities that I probably always had, but fear would come up instead. Mm-hmm. So it's a really great way to expand your own awareness and have ease because there's a lot of, you could, there's tons of ease in this area if you don't have the fear. It's actually not scary at all. Mm. What is it like for you, Glenna? I mean, I know I shared with you, uh, shared a story with you, and I don't think I shared this on air with John, but I was talking about the fact that I, I happened to, you know, see a family of people in my house that I thought was very real. So apparently I see things, but you have an awareness and somehow, you know, you're connected with that energy and that force. What is that like? to be, have that level of awareness, what happens when that happens with you? Um, it's, it's interesting. I usually, like, I'll sneeze or I'll cough, which is funny. And I feel like I want to cough now, so there's probably <laughs> entities that are really excited we're having this conversation so people don't have to be afraid of them. I kind of think, like, you know, that show Casper the Friendly Ghost that yeah. we used to watch when we were little, where everyone was afraid of him, but he just wanted everyone to like him. It's a right. lot like that energy. They're just kind of like, hi, you can perceive me? I'm really excited. Um, so I'll have, if I have a cough or a sneeze, I'll sometimes go, wow, who's that? And if that feels light, then I might ask, then I ask a question. Um, I'll say, is this somebody that wants to talk to me? Do they have any information that will expand consciousness and awareness for me? Do they want to contribute to me? Because entities are, are, they're kind of like, you know, what Pike Place market area. There's weirdos everywhere. I mean, every city has a place where everybody, you know, the homeless and the big businessmen are at. Like, entities are the same thing. They're just right. beings without bodies. When you don't have a body, you're, you're an entity. And right now, we're all entities with bodies. Um, and they have the gamut of possibilities of what they're there for. And most of them are just kind of babbling and have not little to say. And just that you can perceive them is fun for them. Or it's, in, you know, they know that you can perceive them, so they become aware of you, and then you have that energy. So most of them are nothing. They're just maybe something that's passing by. Sometimes I have, there's information that they have for me, or I've had people that have passed away that um, they'll come into my office for a session, and someone will be working on an ankle fracture, and they'll mention their grandmother or grandfather that just died. And I go, oh, this isn't a session for the person I'm working on. This is actually a session for the grandparent or whoever just passed away and wants to talk to them. So that's how it often shows up for me. There's, there's, um, it's either nothing or it's some information that they want to give me or want me to share if it happens. And it's not that common, um, but when it does, it's pretty obvious. There's just yeah. there's an energy that gets, it gets very loud once you acknowledge that they're there and you're willing to listen. Yeah, and here's the question. I mean, you know, many people ask this question over and over and over again. It's like, okay, here they are. You know, are they trying to get my attention? Is there something for me to hear? And that's why, you know, we're talking about awareness today. You know, you, yeah. we earlier talked about fear as a distractor from awareness. I'll tell you, boy, you know, when we plug into fear, we are so plugged into all of the energy. It is like being on this water slide down to a place of nowhere, 
where you don't yeah. know if it's ever going to end and you start to think, am I ever going to get off of this? And you just keep going down, down, down. Fear becomes so insidious and part of our cellular memory too, doesn't it? It, it certainly can. It can certainly become part of our cellular and it's And it's so often, it's just not real. Usually those situations, often it's excitement or it's something we don't know or we're not aware of. And awareness is so much more, it gives you so much more information. Fear blocks everything. So if you can be in a question when you perceive that energy that's fear, it's like, what is this? Is there something I need to be aware of? Is it actually something that I would actually be fearful of? Um, is this excitement because I have a new possibility showing up? A lot of times fear, that will just disappear and then it never has to be part of your cellular memory. Well, you know, I love this conversation, and I'm so glad that you're bringing it to the forefront, because um, what happens for many of us, you know, when we have things that show up in our lives and not quite sure what it is, you know, what is our response to it? How does that affect our children, grandchildren, people around us? We're going to take a short break when we come back. Glenna Rice joining me here today, my co-host today. I love this topic. You know, it is my child sees ghost. What should I do when we come back? We're going to talk about, you know, what are these en- entities? You know, have you have you never acknowledged them? And, you know, what do children know about them that we don't know? Let's take a short break, everyone. When we come back, we got some stories to share. Hey, if you've got a story to share about your childhood and maybe an entity, a ghost, whatever you've seen, give us a shout. 1-800-930-2819. Love to hear how your parents handled it. We'll be right back with the show and my co-host, Glenna Rice. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Stephan each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Tired of traditional talk? People pontificating about this or that, the left or the right. Sometimes the truth is just all lost in the noise. Tune in each week to Straight Talk with Chuck Gallagher on TransformationTalkRadio.com, Mondays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, as nationally known guests talk about what's important to you, your life, your concerns, and your success. Tune in and turn on to Straight Talk with Chuck Gallagher. Visit ChuckGallagher.com for more information. Listen to the Yo! Andrew News Talk Show every Tuesday night at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. More info where to listen? www.yoandrewnts.com slash listen. Don't get your message lost in the mail. Email us with this address, yoandrew at yoandrewnts.com. How about tweet Yo! Andrew at andrewtweetgeo. Taking a picture is easy. Instagram us today at yoandrewnts. Transformation Talk Radio's amazing hosts span from the Pacific to the Atlantic coast. With a world full of loyal fans, what's stopping you from joining our clan? Bring your powerful message to listening ears. We've been helping people do this for many years. Want to make a difference? We can help you out. Just give us at Transformation Talk Radio a shout. It's easy to get started with an email so small to host at TransformationTalkRadio.com. 
and then we'll give you a call. Wondering how to play the game of life and actually win? Stop wondering and start winning the game of life with the unique, incomparable Lynn Brown. Lynn takes everyday aspects of life and infuses them with the magic of soul and passion to help others. She wants to help you next. Lynn offers a myriad of spiritual healing from chakra clearing, aura healing to even corporate and business readings. Bring your game face and visit letter R, letter U, Intuit.com or call 844-LETTER-B-INTUIT. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. call ghostbusters are better known as glenna ghostbuster rice that's who you can call (laughs) (laughs) go to glennarice.com i mean you know i know you and i are are, thank you benny that was very very cool um you know i know we're joking a little bit about this but this is actually you know could become a serious matter in, in families right i mean definitely if you were the child and i was the child there, we'd have been a handful around this conversation. And, and what mm-hmm. I'm, I'm noticing from the people that are talking about this right now, Glenna, is that the children that are being born, and I just shared with you just a beautiful, beautiful seven-year-old that I get to be her auntie. Um, you know, the, these kids have such openness and awareness and they hear things and they see things and their dolls are talking to them and so forth and so on. Um, but as parents, doesn't it present an interesting opportunity for their own personal growth too? For the parents? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of the questions I always ask kids is, is what do you know? What do you know? Because they have they still have access to all this information and awareness that a lot of us had cut off when we were kids and it's still there for them. My kids give me so much information. I mean, in the area of entities, my kids have probably given me more information than anybody. I've never shut it down. I would say, What do you know? What do you know? I, I, there was a, um, can I tell a little story? There was, yes. There, yeah, there was a woman who had passed away who had two small children that I knew. I wasn't really good friends with her, but I knew her. And she showed up within a week of when she passed. And she was intense. And when entities talk to me, if they get really close, I can't hear them. So I had to keep telling her to back off, back off. So I can't hear you when you're this close. And I went into the bedroom where my youngest daughter was. She was probably seven at the time. And I said, there's this mom here who keeps wanting to tell me something about her kids. And my daughter looks at me and she goes, oh, yeah, she wants to know how to talk to her kids now that she's dead. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I said to my daughter, what do you know? Can you show her? She goes, sure, I can show her. And my daughter just did something energetically. And the mom said thanks and was gone. And I asked my daughter, what did you just do? And she goes, I just showed her how to talk to her. That it's really quick and kids don't need a lot of time. Wow. She just wanted to talk to them too long. Wow. Yeah. That's the kind of information children actually have if we don't cut it off. And that gave me all this information. So what do you know? When they see something, you can ask them, what do you know? Is there someone that wants to talk to you? 
Is it something, someone that's bothering you? Uh, we had entities, not ent- like sprites and fairy-like energies that were in my oldest daughter, who she just has that energy herself, so she must have called this in. They would keep her up at night. And I had to have a talk with them and tell them that they could not hang out with her at night. She had a body, and she had to sleep, and they were keeping her up, and it wasn't working, and they weren't her friends if they were keeping her up all night. And it stopped. Well, I want to ask you this question. Because, you know, this is really what I love. I mean, you know, people refer to you as the questionable parent. That's an interesting play on words, isn't it? Uh, isn't it? Uh, but, we, but you also help other parents also become questionable. And what I mean by that is, you know, really being able to zoom in on questions that support awareness as opposed to questions that promote judgment, right? I mean, there are really a couple yeah. of different venues on that. You know, mm-hmm. you ever hear the question, well, honey, why do you think you saw that ghost? Or, you know, there are so many things that we ask that that really just do not promote awareness or even a conversation. So I wanted to ask you about this. I mean, you know, clearly there are children that are plugged in, tuned in, connected in ways that I think we were at one time, Glenna, um, and maybe still are, but not like we were when we were kids. What are some of the things that parents do that would cut that communication off? And what are some of the things that they could do to facilitate more of it? Yeah, so you know, if you're denying what they're seeing or they're aware of, that's the first thing that's going to, you know, you can't, oh, that's not real, or I don't believe you, or any of that is going to be, a, you know, right away start changing things. Those are pretty obvious, but you just brought up the why question. Yeah. You know, well. why, yeah, yeah. And a why question gets you to, puts people into defense and <laughs> into reasons and justifications why they saw it. But there's also, it's not really a question that creates more possibilities. What do you know? What did you see? What did, what are you aware of? allows the child to open up possibilities to say more to you. And they may not say anything. They may not have that awareness, but it's, it definitely doesn't stop them from what they know. Mm-hmm. You're asking for more information. And why questions just stick you into some defense. Um, and they stop possibilities in a weird way because you have to then come up with a story that may not actually be what you're aware of to explain to the person that just asked you the why question. Why questions are great for school and for math and things like that, but they're not great for creating awareness. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, why question truly from the point of view, right, Glenna, from the point of view of discovering the mysteries of the universe, right? I mean, there there are why questions and then there are why questions. <laughs> and you know, and, and what I love is that uh, as adults, as parents, as grand, you know, grandparents, we get to explore, you know, a variety of ways to treat that level of awareness. And I know this is an important topic because so many parents really don't get this part right. You know, this is the part where the child is truly in a place of connectivity and awareness that is almost indescribable. And a knee-jerk or a gut reaction has an effect. Let's talk a little bit about that, you know, uh, about what the effects are when we don't allow the child to, you know, do what you just did and asking the children what their level of awareness is. Because there are so many stories. For me, I shared this during the last show. When I saw three entities in my house, and I must have been around eight years old, And uh, my folks used to lock the doors from the inside because we lived in a poor neighborhood. 
And so I would come in through the door, lock the door behind me. I saw these people, family, mother, father, and child. Ran out, locked the door behind me, and uh, went up the street. The police came. There was nobody in the house, and there was no signs of anyone in the house. And so you can only imagine what happened when my parents came home and there were police cars and fire department trying to get somebody that I thought was an intruder in the house. Uh, Now, I went to see Dr. Jacoby. That's what happened to me. Really? (laughs) That is the truth. Yeah. I mean, I I was in therapy at eight years old. Wow. I Um, know. Yeah. And and that's a really, I mean, that's a, (laughs) really big story. You had police at the house and all sorts of things happening and there was no one actually there. So they thought you were making stuff up. Yeah, they probably. did. <laughs> yeah. They you were making stuff up and creating quite a havoc in the house. Um, and, and in, in that situation, if you at eight years old had questions to ask already in place, you could have asked, well, was that actually someone in the house? I mean, no one had given you any tools except you saw some people yeah. and your tools were called the police. You were doing exactly what you were probably taught to do. Um, and you know, and if you had been aware of ghosts and people had given you tools about entities and how to ask them questions, um, like, are these, is this, are these real people or did I just see an entity could be a question you could ask at eight and that would have changed the whole scenario. You still might not have gone in the house, but you wouldn't have called the police because you would have (laughs) called the ghostbusters or something at some point. Right. (laughs) Right. And, you know, we live um, in a day and age now where, you know, uh, you know, I had a friend of mine, Glenn, and maybe you could talk to this a little bit, who commented that, you know, we live in a world right now where entities, as we're referring to them, uh, have decided they're going to show up more often than not. And so here we are, here we are in a world that openly now talks about this, right? Television, yeah. everything. Yeah. Isn't it time we need to learn a little something about this? Yeah, and there's so much misinformation about it. You know, the fear is the biggest one. Um, And the entities have somehow... One of the biggest things is people believe that entities have more power than they do, or some kind of... Because there's so much unknown around it. But like I was saying earlier, the entities are beings without bodies. An entity doesn't have a body. You're an entity with a body. You can actually do things entities... You know, an entity might be able to open or shut a door or, you know, appear in your house for a second, but I can actually open and shut a door really easily with a body, and I can actually be in a house, obviously. I mean, there's, they don't have power or more power or more potency than us. There's nothing that they can do that's any greater than what you can do. And that's where people tend to think because they can't see them or perceive them as obvious that there must be something that's, more, that's greater about them, and there's not. You know, what is it, and I want to ask you this question to talk about when we come back. You know, I want to talk with you about that very notion that you're talking about now, the idea that we have this belief that they do have more powers than than we do. And, you know, which also leads to the fact that we are, are, what's the term I want to use, that we are pretty helpless in front of them. So when we come back, I want to talk with you about that and, you know, have you share what, you know, what should some of the parents do? What what could the kids learn and do when an entity does show up? Uh, And for those of you out there, if you want to chime in and share your ghost story with us, 1-800-930-2819. Or if you have a question for how to handle this for yourself 
and your children, just give us a call. Glenna will be right here to take your question. Let's take a short break. My co-host, Glenna Rice. Go to GlennaRice.com. You're going to find out lots about her. You're going to find out about her upcoming events and much more. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. Yep. What do you do? What do you do? My child sees ghosts. We'll be right back. Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. Laura Longley is on a mission to remove stuckness from your life for good and replace it with happiness. Tune in Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For The Laura Longley Show, where authentic change takes flight. Say yes to that inspired you and goodbye to your stuckness as Laura and her guests deliver powerful ways to work through common problems in this fun and unique hit show. Get sophisticated with David and Philip Zarza. David and Philip touch on topics such as human potential, spirituality, pop culture, and purposeful living. Experience an insightful reading from David on what the universe has in store for you. Or reconnect with a departed loved one. Philip can look into an issue or anything else you may be dealing with. Go to GetSophisticated.com. That's S-O-P-H-I-S-T-I-G-A-Y-T-E-D.com. Or call 206-420-8660. Sky Siegel co-hosts one of today's most popular psychic shows, Angels and Answers, with Artie Hoffman as she communicates healing messages from the spirit world. These messages can be astounding, enlightening, and life-changing. Born with the God-given talent of inner guidance and the amazing ability to heal, Sky has healed thousands of people. Schedule a reading with Sky now. Call 908-500-1474 and visit skyofangels.com. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Galios miso dressings are delicious and made with only the finest, freshest, and all-natural ingredients. Galios miso dressings are low in fat, sugar, salt, and carbohydrates. They do not contain any artificial ingredients or any wheat, eggs, vegetable gums, or MSG. What they do contain is astonishing flavor and silky texture that can only come from using premium quality ingredients. Order online with free shipping at www.galeoscafe.com. That's G-A-L-E-O-S cafe.com. Yeah, everybody. It is a thriller. 
It's a thriller, but it doesn't have to be a thriller. Not if you get a hold of Glenna Rice, you know, take some of her classes. Before we continue this and talk a little bit more about what happens when kids see ghosts, you know, what happens to, to our children, what happens to the parents. Before we jump into that, tell folks the best way to find out about uh, your classes and also how to find out the schedule of where you're going to be teaching them. And I would love for you to share a little bit about the Seattle uh, class you're going to be doing in January. Yeah, I'd love to. So access, um, actually, glennarice.com, my website, has them all listed, and there's links to go to the access website through there. You can, um, and that has all my classes listed also. So accessconsciousness.com, you can put my name into the search for facilitators, and my class list comes up there also. So those are the two ways to find all the classes I have going on. Um, And this class that's coming to Seattle is the Access 3-Day Body class. So it's three days of working on bodies, receiving these energetic processes that can change just about anything that you're asking to change in your life. Um, and give you, what they really do is allow you to become aware of what, what energies you have available to you. Like everyone has energies that they have more availability than other people, and it starts to turn those on. So you have, if you're working with bodies or you're a body worker or just other things, like just what we're talking about today, you start to have gain more access to that. It's starting to have a more of a, a communion with your body so you can t- have talked it better, ask your body what it would like to have. We've talked about that on a lot of different shows. But yeah. we did enjoy it. It's like the joy of embodiment is poss- starts to become much more of a possibility. The changes that I see are incredible. But this, it's a really fun class, and people get so many, so many changes with their body and how they are with their body every day. So that's three days, and it's the first weekend of January, right after the first. I think it starts January 2nd. There are prerequisites, Foundation and Lars Foundation and Level 1, which you can also find at the accessconsciousness.com site. And there are practitioners in the Seattle area that are teaching classes, so you can find them there. You just have to put the name Seattle in, um, and it, or Washington, I think, and they'll all come up. So you yeah. can find the prerequisites if you're interested. Yeah, and that would be good to connect with those facilitators in this area anyway and find out what one needs to do, um, you know, to continue to go on. And, you know, what I love is, you know, how you bring uh, all the tools and what we need to tap into that level of awareness. You know, Glenn, I want to talk with you about this also in, in the context of today's show, because we believe, and, and as a society, Um, And a friend told me this, so I'm going to quote him. You know, he said to me, he said, we live in a world right now where we've kind of grown up in, you know, centuries and centuries and centuries believing that the level of awareness that we talk about on the show is for a handful of people. You know, we've grown up in cultures and society. But he also said that has changed. And I remember talking to him and it was fascinating because he pointed to, believe it or not, Pope Francis, the Pope. And he Mm. said there's going to be a new level of awareness that even the Pope is going to get to. Now, when he said this to me, I have to tell you, I (laughs) thought, okay, uh, I think you're stretching here. And then the news happens today about the Pope and about what the Pope is talking about. And I thought to myself, okay, if everybody's catching up with a new level of awareness, what is holding people back? And that's what I want to ask you about, because you do teach parents and children how to tune in to that thing that's already there. We just shut it off, don't we? 
We just shut it off. Yeah, that's what the access work has really been about. The stuff Gary Douglas has been teaching for the last 25 years. It's so phenomenal allowing us to have access to all of these energies and awarenesses we've always had, but we've cut the awareness off. We've cut them off with our decisions and our judgments and our conclusions about all sorts of things. Like all those things stop energy. You can't perceive it. But yeah, this is what we are. I mean, we are aware beings that have, you know, we embody this reality and we get the energy and awareness of everything around us and then we pretend we're just these bodies walking around. Um, and everybody has access to this. You know, the animals and children, all you can see it all the time. And we somehow, you know, have stopped it in such huge ways. But it's not hard to have it back. It's really just a choice to start having it back and being willing to always say, you know, okay, so what do I actually know here? What am I aware of here? What is that? And stop coming to conclusions about what you think something is or that that's not possible because anything's possible. And then you start to have the ability to change the things you really want to change because you get information about everything coming in. It's, uh, it's such an incredibly easier way to be day-to-day, to have access to what you know and to pretend you don't know. Yeah. For the and Pope, you know, too. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I said for the Pope, too. It's got to be easier for him. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it, I think it's really funny. We were talking a little bit about during the last show because, uh, you know, we were talking about this idea of seeing, having a level of awareness. You know, one of the things that I want to talk about is the connection when our children do see this entity. You know, is there a way that you help um, you help the children not only become more aware of the presence, but also be aware of what the dialogue might be. You know, I shared a story during the break, you know, and, and, and I talked about the fact that, you know, for me, I don't care what it is on what day it is, what day of the month. If I enter a Catholic church, as I visited St. Patrick's um, a couple months ago, if I enter a cha- Catholic church and I walk by, you know, the ninth station of the cross, I have the same Thing happened to me that happened to me when I was a seven-year-old in, in a Catholic boarding school. And, you know, yet at the same time, here we are. And even if we have that connection, we're not sure what to do with it. Can you talk a bit about how to sort of nurture the relationship, you know, with what you and I are referring to as entities and perhaps mm-hmm. even zoom in on what they're trying to communicate? If anything. Right, right. If anything, that is the first question that I'll ask. Is there any, any information that's actually valuable that this entity has? Because a lot of times you don't. Um, and one of the ways to, like, it, it, as you're passing by the ninth station of the cross, is when you get the information, you go, wow, okay, cool, how does it get better than that? What else can I do? What else can yeah. I be aware of? To start acknowledging it so you can have more. And then ask, is this information something I can share, or is it just for me? Mm-hmm. I mean, is there something you want to go out, you know, there's times when you may have, especially as a kid, if you're in a family, you know, if you're listening to this call, kids, teenagers, if you're in a family that wouldn't receive your information, don't tell them. It's mm-hmm. not something that, you know, you don't need to have them try to shut your awareness down. It's not something you have to tell everybody. That's one of the things. And if it's information that you don't want, you can tell entities to leave you alone. Um, you can... Tell them you're not interested. You can do an entity clearing. We do an access. You, you, you just ask them, um, who are you? Who are you before that? And who are you going to be in the future? Mm. And go on to your next great adventures, and you give them an awareness. Sometimes if they're stuck in houses, 
you can get them to leave houses because they realize, oh, I can go do something else. I mean, maybe they want to get a body somewhere in China. I don't know. They can have a better adventure than hanging out in a house for eternity. That doesn't sound very fun to me. Um, and some of them want to leave. So you, there's a lot of different conversations you can have, and it's asking questions. And you get to you ask the question. Some people may hear um, words clearly in their heads. So maybe sometimes it's a question that's a yes or no, and the yes feels lighter. I often ask questions that way. Yeah. Or, you know, ask the question, do you have some information for me? Yes, no. And which one feels lighter? And if it's a no, I'll say, okay, thanks a lot. You can go. You don't need to be here. Um, or, and sometimes they just want to chat, and that's okay. I don't have to listen to them. And that usually will dissipate the energy. But it's, it, you're telling them you don't have a body is another great one to get them to go. <laughs> it's kind of like they get surprised and they leave. <laughs> You know, I, there, and there are signs, too. I mean, yeah, you don't have a body. Uh, but, you know, it's really interesting. And, you know, I'm really clear about what happens to me and the messages I get every time I walk by the, that nine station. I, I have to tell you, Glenna, I don't even have to ask what's, what else is possible. You know, honestly, I walk up there in that space. And mm-hmm. I, I, you would be blown away by what I hear. And as a matter of fact, as a result of my last visit, and I... I uh, we happen to go to St. Patrick's Cathedral. I don't get to, to go into New York very often. I happen to go back for an event and happen to go mm-hmm. back and go into St. Patrick's C- Cathedral for, you know, just a few minutes. It's completely under construction, by the way, completely being torn up. I mean, it wasn't anything wow. like I remembered as a kid. Uh, and I had a couple of interesting experiences that happened. You know, I was let in a part of the cathedral I wasn't supposed to be in. I don't know. I just... <laughs> ask can I go in there and uh and so things do get shared the question I want to ask you is you know as parents now we have our children having this conversation and they're getting information and they Mm -hmm. come back and they say mommy daddy um you know we we should be going to see grandma this is really now the next level of this isn't it as parents you know, how can we now become a equally aware of the information that's being passed on to us from our children? Isn't that, you know, kind of sort of the next bridge for things? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's empowering parents to know that they know, too. When you, and your kids can be such a, you know, what would it take for us to receive the gifts of our children and, and creating more for us also, having them contribute to what we know. And questions like that, it's like, is that going to, you know, we should see Grandma. Okay, would that actually work for us right now? I mean, you don't, entities aren't all powerful, and what they say is not something you have to go and do. You start, just like if the neighbor came up and said, you should go see your Grandma. So, (laughs) hmm, I wonder what that's about. Should I call Grandma first? You know, is she, is Grandma even still alive? Does she have a body? How is Grandma talking to you? Uh, You know, to ask questions if that would work. Because it could. It could be some information about, you know, maybe there's something going on with Grandma and it's going to give you a whole bunch of information. And it may not be something that's actually required that you do anything with. So, you know, is anything required here for us to do with this information? Because oftentimes there's nothing. It's just information. It might contribute to you down the line or it might be something right there. But not to put, um, not to put significance. There's so much significance and meaning that can be put around this area. And when you put significance and meaning on anything, you stop what's actually possible with it. You solidify it. It's like creating a judgment around it. Um, and if you can avoid doing that, you can have more possibilities and get 
and see what this information will actually contribute, if it will contribute to anything to you. Well, you know, part of this is also looking at how do we fine-tune this so that as we grow up, you know, we get to hone in on these skills of awareness. Uh, And I think what we're talking about is being able to be so um, fine-tuned that we don't actually think about it. You know what I mean? That we're Mm -hmm. uh, tapping into that new level of awareness, that information is like second nature. It becomes like breathing, like it is for you. And apparently like it must be for your children because that's really the speed by which awareness is trying to get to us, isn't it? I mean, it's not like, wait, let me put my little timer on, my awareness alarm clock. Let me just sit it here for a minute. I'm going to set it at three hours from now because I think that's how long awareness is going to take to get to me. (laughs) So I'm going to set that thing up and then boom, the alarm is going to go off and I'm going to have my awareness. I mean, this is kind of, you know, really not exactly what you're talking about. Is it? No. Or you have to sit in the corner and meditate with the candles going and say some chants beforehand to get yourself prepared for the awareness. Yeah, all those things are not required. It is just how you be. You are an awareness of an awareness unit. You're aware all the time. And some of the things are louder than others, and they get your attention, and some aren't. You're perceiving things all the time, and then you can ask questions to get more information about things this way. But there's so often so little you ever have to do with it anything you're aware of and the ones that aren't anything you have to do with you usually are pretty soft and they're just kind of in the background all the time the way you be like what i said when i perceive entities i often have a little cough or tickle in my throat or i'll sneeze which i always think is funny with sneezing because it's something people you know will say god bless you when people sneeze so i think we've always been aware there's something else going on with the sneeze yeah do you think <laughs> yeah so, you know, it's just like, okay, I'll, I'll just pause for a second to see if there's something I need to do with that. And, you know, if I go to a subway system and I'm on a subway and I get a sneeze or a cough, I'm guessing there's probably hundreds of many entities down there. There are bodies, you know, people walking around. There's usually not anything I need to do down there or, you know, in a busy city if it's in the middle of the night and it's a little quieter. And just often at night, entities will talk to you more because it's quieter they can get your attention better. So that's why often this stuff shows up at night, which is dark and scary just in and of itself. Um, so w- one of the reasons we perceive them at night is because it's quieter. You can tell entities to talk to you during the day mm-hmm. when you're awake. Yeah. Which will, I mean, so you when you say it's quieter, it's that we allow ourselves to be quieter in our own mind at that time of, of the day. Um, yeah, well, and, you know, it's, it's interesting that, that I love that you brought up the uh, I, 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 love, I love that you brought up the subway uh, thing, because yeah. that is a fascinating thing, conversation. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> isn't it because, uh, you know, when we get to that place where we call at night, we allow ourselves to be more vulnerable to that awareness, don't we? There's that and there's less psychic no- noise going on because oh, everyone's right. sleeping around you. There's yeah. both. Yeah. Yeah, you're less busy, you're quieter, you're, you know, laying in bed or whatever, and there's fewer things going on. It's often why it's easier to do work at night, at least for me. Once, you know, once it gets to a certain time at night, I can get a lot more work done on my computer because there's less things going on around you. Yeah, subways can be a strange place. I had, I just remembered in a, a subway in Italy, a whole entity thing that happened two years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> During yeah. a workshop. Yeah, yeah. I was really, I was really um, uh, struck by the fact that you actually meant to mention the subway because I grew up in New York, 
And, right. you, you know, I grew up in, in it's, it's no mistake that you see subway scenes in like the Matrix and some of these other places, because I've always found the subway to be an incredible place of gaining awareness. And it happened so interesting for me, you know, as a teenager living in New York, taking the subway to school, in that you sort of get these hits, right? I mean, awareness can also come as these so-called hits, right, Glenna? Where you're standing next to somebody and all of a sudden you get this strange thing that goes on and you're looking at the the guy and you're thinking, oh, man, he better get to a doctor. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Or you know that you're you're in the subway and it doesn't feel right. You know, just on this Mm -hmm. particular day, something feels off. You know, it's like you said, does it feel heavy or does it feel light? I have to tell you, there have been some subways that, you know, I was supposed to get on as a kid that I didn't get on because it didn't feel right. And what happens when you're taking that subway, you have about five seconds to get on the subway, but fighting the crowd to get crowd to get on there. And I can remember a couple of times in my teenage years where I stood back. Now, mm-hmm. why did I stand back knowing that if I wasn't going to be in the first two rows of that, I was not going to get on? Uh, I stood back because it didn't feel right. And isn't that, let's talk about that for a minute, this idea of does it feel light, right? Or does it feel mm-hmm. heavy? Because I think that's such an important message and takeaway from this yeah. today. Absolutely. And and that's exactly how awareness works. You, when something doesn't feel right, it's often because you have an awareness of that and you don't get on the subway. And you can ask questions right in that moment, like, through, should I get on the subway, yes or no? Is it safe? Is there something going on I'm not aware of? And I ask that with plane rides and all sorts of things still to this, you know, often. Is, it gonna, is this plane going to get me to my destination with ease, yes or no? If I get a no, I might not go on that plane. Right. Um, I would ask a few more questions, but that's the way awareness works. It is instantaneous like that. And what feels light is right. When it's heavy, it's a lie, and it's not true for you. So if it feels light, if you go, should I get on the subway, yes or no, and you get, um, it's uh, yes is light, go go for it. It's going to be, you know, most likely that is going to be something that is going to be fine. If it's a no, you pausing like you did is exactly one of the things that is um, these, this information gives you the ability to have with ease. You don't have to second-guess yourself. You don't have to sit there and go, should I go, should I not go, oh, I'm crazy, <laughs> I, there's, everything's fine. Or just getting on anyway and following the crowd. This is a, a way for you to have to know what works for you in your life. What feels light is true for you, and if it's heavy, it's a lie. And it may not be for you. The light and heavy could be for other people sitting around there, and it's fine for you to go on, and someone else maybe shouldn't have gone on. Oh, okay. Could you say more about that? Because I think that's something that we haven't talked about very much, um, is yeah. that feeling of heaviness that may not be for us. Yeah, who does it belong to? It's such an amazing mm. question, the tool. Who does it belong to? Is this mine or someone else's? Because especially in a subway, you're picking up all these awarenesses of everybody around you also because we're so aware and asking, is this mine or someone else's? is a great question because you can get lots of weird thoughts, feelings, and emotions that pop up in crowded situations, and you can start that way you can tell what's yours and what's not, which well, can I... give you a lot more ease on airplanes, subways, buses, crowded cities. It can allow you to have access to you. You don't have to be inundated with all this other stuff that's not you. 
you know, it's really fascinating we're talking about this. We, we should do the next show when we talk about how to use this for our everyday lives. Because what I'm struck by uh-huh. is, you know, how children automatically know this. You know, they know this mm-hmm. and have that level of awareness, especially around entities and visible children. You know, I, I mean, whatever that is, talking dolls. I had a talking doll. I mean, whatever that is, is children engage in that from a very light point of view. Uh, and sometimes, yeah. Lena, isn't it true that depending upon how a parent reacts, a child might then change how that thing feels? Can you can you talk to that a little bit? Because we're you know kind of getting to the place where I think parents should know what they need to do here. Yeah, yeah. Um, this question that we just did—the who does it belong to? Yeah, that's a great tool for children to have because the one thing is they're really really aware of all these things we were talking about, but they don't have the tools either to know how to have ease with it. And a lot of the stuff that they're aware of, there's nothing they need to do with it. It's not there. It's not often not even their thought, feeling, or emotion that they're perceiving. It's something else. And it's just information. And they're not wrong because they know this stuff. There's not, this is actually a talent and ability they have that will give them so much more possibilities to create in their future if it's not turned off. Because when you start creating in your future with the awareness, you have more information of how to create the things that will work for you, where to go in a certain situations, whether to get on and off the subway, where, whether to go to that job interview or not, what college you want to choose. All of these things are going to give them more abilities in the, for their future creations. So if they have the tools when they're young, I, I mean, I see it with my kids, the ease that they have with their life is amazing to me because they don't doubt themselves, they have awareness, and they use it all the time just as, as in a way that they be. Um, so giving them tools of, you know, what do you know? Mm-hmm. Is there anything you need to do with this? Is there anything required here? Is it yours for information that they're getting to or thoughts, feelings, and emotions are great tools for kids to have at young ages. And another one that keeps popping in my head is, what's so right about this you're not getting? Is <laughs> <laughs> right? It can be a question you ask when people are going into a lot of wrongness around things. So if kids are really aware and they're not, and, the, and people aren't buying into it or believing them or making them wrong, the question you can ask is, what's so right about this I'm not getting? And that allows you to start breaking out of the wrongness that you're going into. Yeah, I love that question. What a great show. Glenna, thank you. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm really struck by this today because, you know, as I reflect back on, you know, the many, many times and decisions that we make in a day-to-day lives, you know, going to the grocery store and, you know, how to pick out a certain quart of milk or being on the bus and just knowing that you want to sit here but not there. It's fascinating how we take this level of awareness for granted. Thank you for a powerful Mm -hmm. show. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, One last question. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? Acknowledge what you know and acknowledge what your children know and be able to be in the question so you can see what's possible with that. Be in the question all the time so you can create more than you've ever imagined possible and have a life that works for you and it's it's fun, exciting, and fabulous. And have a great Halloween. (laughs) One of my favorite holidays is coming up. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. GlennaRice.com. Yes. Find out more about Glenna. Go ahead. And for those of you out there, check out uh, uh, the access classes, the classes that are coming up, and much more. 
Thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. To find out more about us, go to the drpatshow.com or transformationtalkradio.com. And pretty soon you're going to be able to go to transformation.fm and get ready for some of the new channels that we're launching, everybody. Thank you all for tuning us in. Thank you, Mr. Benny. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you, Eric. Thank you all of you over at WBLQ, SCRN, and everywhere else. We'll see you next time. knowledge about everything that is going on at transformation talk radio go to transformationtalkradio.com and enter your email to receive our newsletter stay updated on new hosts inspiring guests and good news articles from around the world we look forward to having you join our community Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Tired of traditional talk? People pontificating about this or that, the left or the right. Sometimes the truth is just all lost in the noise. Tune in each week to Straight Talk with Chuck Gallagher on TransformationTalkRadio.com, Mondays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, as nationally known guests talk about what's important to you, your life, your concerns, and your success. Tune in and turn on to Straight Talk with Chuck Gallagher. Visit ChuckGallagher.com for more information. Listen to the Yo! Andrew News talk show every Tuesday night at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. More info where to listen? www.yoandrewnts.com slash listen. Don't get your message lost in the mail. Email us with this address, yoandrew at yoandrewnts.com. How about tweet Yo! Andrew at andrewtweetgeo. Taking a picture is easy. Instagram us today at yoandrewnts. Transformation Talk Radio's amazing hosts span from the Pacific to the Atlantic coast. With a world full of loyal fans, what's stopping you from joining our clan? Bring your powerful message to listening ears. We've been helping people do this for many years. Want to make a difference? We can help you out. Just give us at Transformation Talk Radio a shout. It's easy to get started with an email so small to host at TransformationTalkRadio.com and then we'll give you a call. 
Wondering how to play the game of life and actually win? Stop wondering and start winning the game of life with the unique, incomparable Lynn Brown. Lynn takes everyday aspects of life and infuses them with the magic of soul and passion to help others. She wants to help you next. Lynn offers a myriad of spiritual healing from chakra clearing, aura healing to even corporate and business readings. Bring your game face and visit letter R, letter U, intuit.com or call 844-LETTER-B-INTUIT. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. 